So you're happy that Jesse died? Listen, I'm actually surprised that motherfucker has not come back yet. <laughs> the There's fuck? a bunch Jesse's of holes back. in him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my Jetta? It in the Zombie. trailer. Yeah. I can Zombie Jetta. I can Zombie already Jetta. see it in the trailer. They're going to be in like, Vin Diesel's going to oh, walk oh. up and he's going to be like, how are we going to fix this? And then all of a sudden, it's going to be the low panning fucking shot yeah. across the garage Jesse, door. And, yeah. and, and it's going to be a guy with the long pants. and be <laughs> We're going to need overnight parts from Japan. And pan up. It's that Jesse. That impression was actually <laughs> That was really good. good. Especially for how you normally do impressions. Yeah. I'm so- Something about cars always going me down. Jesse, how did you survive? Where have you been? <laughs>
they were actually, this is kind of something that's pretty interesting. Back when they were producing the first film, they didn't really have a whole lot of money to produce it. And <laughs> no. Vin Diesel actually funded a good chunk of the movie. And to get that amount of cars involved without having to pay for them, they actually got the local car community Hell in yeah. the that's filming no, so that they that could more. make it look like it was, you know, so that they didn't have and to look pay Look how much money I, we spent on all these cars. We <laughs> I have a confession. Okay. Uh -huh. um, I can remember when my dad picked up Fast and Furious for the first time. It was the, the DVD case. It was like the holographic one. I don't know yeah, if with the was like green and orange. I think I still have that somewhere to this day. Anyways, um, I didn't know anything about cars when I was a kid. I thought they were cool, but I didn't mm -hmm. know anything. And I thought, and it, this fits the whole narrative, that Dom's RX-7 was a Dodge Viper. And oh, I didn't like think that like the first time I watched it. I thought it for like <laughs> years. <laughs> and I think it's because it just fit the narrative. Yeah, so, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I was an idiot. It just is a little fast. Cars are moving quick. I can see it. No, I mean, being a kid and stuff. Yeah. So I, I just feel good getting that off my chest because uh, there was a lot of years. I didn't think there was anything like that wrong Did you with, the with the first one, though. I think it was a Dodge Viper because my first introduction to the Dodge Viper was the Drake and Josh movie. And Tony Hawk drove a Dodge Viper, and That's then they drove, so and that was like specific. such a. I remember no. in like the ads, it you was literally such a, opened a, a door <laughs> in his brain, and he's like, "Look at this memory in I here." I don't, I don't, I don't know. But if ever I've ever since seen then, I was like, "Dude, Dodge the Dodge Viper's fucking sick. That is a cool car." <laughs> I mean, I always like. I had a red Dodge Viper Hot Wheel. Yeah, yeah. I think that's more what different. I don't remember the, first, the Drake and the first Dodge <laughs> Viper. Yeah, are very <laughs> they're far very apart. different. The first Dodge Viper introduction I had was the video game Viper. I remember that. Yep, I played the yeah Corvette you know, one. I didn't play Viper. One. I played I also, Viper. Yeah, Viper was that was a that was a great game. I remember that. Anyway, it wasn't that far off. Like Fast and Furious one wasn't terribly like it was sure exaggerated, but none oh, of yeah. it was like. No, you impossible. watch it and you're like that was a that was like, a it was racing movie cheesy, but in a yeah, good overnight way. parts from Japan. You can actually do that. It was catered mm -hmm. towards. Car enthusiast, which yeah, there was like there was a lot of plus. Yeah, there was a lot of like tie-ins to like what it was like. They had like the parts store. Like he worked at like a yeah. parts store. Like you would go in and buy the part. Like you were working had in the like, magazine, in the garage, the in the music. back. Like yeah, it was like it tied in really well. well and then the car show. selection. Well, yeah, actually, top tuner cars and cars that <laughs> Supras people and, could get and yeah. have, and not just Lamborghinis. And I still like that. don't understand the decision, to be honest with you. Like Vin Diesel's character transition to this like muscle car, like fantasy, where it's like it literally lasted one movie, and then he was in the Dodge Charger at the end of it, or Challenger, or whatever it was, yeah. Charger, and then it was like big beefy, heavy as fuck, muscle cars, yeah. next 15 years. Why? Because it's manly, yeah, I muscly. Think it, I think it just kind of wound up to be that because, you know, it's like at the end of the first one, he got in the, the, the Charger. It was like kind of like a big moment. Yeah. And like that was what he was. And then he crashed into. it. And then he you think you'd it. learn your lesson. But I think it was like everyone was like, wow, that was like such a like a crazy like scene. Iconic, it was such like an yeah. iconic yeah. thing. It's like that's. Let's just make his character in it. Because there was never, like, any plan to really... If you, like, go into, like, the whole, like, lore of Fast and Furious, yeah. there never was really plan. never a fucking plan to begin with. <laughs> so it, it all just kind of just happened. And they're like, yeah, that Challenger scene, the Charger scene was kind of cool. What if we just made Dom Yeah, so then in the, in the fourth one, they gave him another Charger. And then he crashed it. And then they didn't give him a they didn't give him a charger in the you know fifth one. And then he crashed it again. The only one this motherfucker using Dodge Chargers <laughs> like like the a only, baseball bat. The only movie he didn't crash a charger in was Tokyo Drift when he showed up for three seconds. I was at just the about to it. say, you <laughs> know, crash that motherfucker too. You know, it'd be so sick, and they'd be able to do it because Paul Walker wasn't in it, so it would make perfect sense. But I know they'll never do it. Is if they made a Tokyo Drift two and had Dom in it. And like maybe that's him picking up his RX-7, except mm -hmm. that probably wouldn't work because it was left-hand drive, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the timeline also been, got really. Yeah, it got yeah. wishy-washy. But I would kill. I would pay big money go see Dom driving some imports in the Tokyo Drift style. <laughs> Tokyo Drift video. was. I think Tokyo movie. Drift was another really good one because it kind of touched. I love it scratched. It scratched the first movie itch to where it was like they broke hey, all the rules. With here's it too. here's here's a movie. It's got cars in it. It's got you know the girl story. It's got the bad guy in it. Mm -hmm. But you're never really paying enough attention to like the scope of the storyline right. more than it's like the action and the the music and the activities. It, like there's 
just enough there to survive. In the first movie, there's just enough of a, of a story or script to survive. But at like the seventh one or the sixth one or eighth one, they're like, your bomb's going to blow off in Paris. The world's going to end if you don't drop your car off yeah, an airplane. It literally went from like robbing electronics trucks to literally saving the fucking world. Well, and it's like, Marvel, I don't... <laughs> Marvel made the same fucking mistake too. It's like not every movie that needs to be the end of the world. Yeah. The thing is, it's not a mistake. It is to us car enthusiasts. Yeah. But if you look at the numbers, those Fast and Furious movies are pulling in yeah. more money than they ever have before it's because it's appealing to a general audience that cares about the world being saved and doesn't care about some black honda civics with neon green underglow stealing vcrs i know that's what i'm saying (laughs) but we don't have enough pull as the car enthusiast community to to break in the dough that john cena and the rock are bringing in by punching each other the thing that's funny is there is such like a bro thing in that cast too like like there are cast members in there that hate each other because they're just a bunch of bros yeah yeah, it, it's it's turned into something that is. I love Tokyo Drift. Like the first three movies were really good, good and I still good, watch good. them to this day. I think I stopped watching after five or six. I can't remember. Like I literally haven't seen the newest movies. It's just when the characters don't die. Like I just think the yeah. characters. There needs to be death. There needs to be real stakes in a movie. So you're happy that Jesse died? Listen, I'm actually surprised that motherfucker has not come back yet. <laughs> Yeah. I am Jesse's <laughs> back. Yeah, Fast and Furious Eleven or whatever the There's fuck. A bunch Jesse's of holes back. In yeah. <laughs> Where's my Jetta? It, it's like it's, and I can already see it in the zombie. trailer. Yeah. I can or- zombie. Jetta. I can zombie already Jetta. see it in the trailer. They're gonna be in like South Africa, right? And they're gonna have this car in front of them, and it's gonna be like a VR six or something like that, and or it's gonna like, be man, a, the last a Mark. Time I a saw Mark, one of these. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's gonna be a Mark three super that they come across, you know, randomly to try and get out of South Africa, and, and Paul, or I'm sorry, Vin Diesel is gonna oh, walk oh. up, and he's gonna be like. How are we going to fix this? And then all of a sudden, it's going to be the low panning fucking shot yeah. across the garage door. Just, and, yeah. and, and it's going to be a guy with the long pants. And be like, We're going to need overnight parts from Japan. And pan up. It's just. That impression was actually. <laughs> that was really good. good. Especially for how you normally do impressions. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't have some Russian accent. Or something. No, that was pretty good. That's so what I, was, I like, see. He's got happening. his laptop yeah. with him. He's like ready to go. Yeah. So. Something about cars always calling me down. Jesse, how did you survive? Where have you been? <laughs> and then just then he doesn't me. remember. He doesn't remember. His memory's gone. Yeah. Oh. Like the Letty thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> then he'll come back and then he'll play a cutscene of Han and, saving him and giving him CPR. His world is just full of amnesia. Like no, that. That, that's, that's such... Like, if you enjoy movies, if you enjoy, like, the whole art of creating a movie, the Fast and Furious series takes all of the shit like stupid, dumb, <laughs> cheap ass ways out of storytelling yeah. because they write themselves into a corner and then they're like, well, what if D just didn't remember anything? Uh, okay. Oh yeah, let's do that. And then all of a sudden they're no longer in a corner and they're like, wow, that was crazy. Hey, he's dead. But what if he wasn't? Yeah, what if How? <laughs> I didn't watch, I haven't watched any of them after seven. How did they play off Han not being dead? Because he wasn't. Except he was just like they just they introduced a <laughs> new like, like, they introduced a new character that somehow miraculously like got him out of the car or like swapped yeah, the like cars out in Tokyo Drift it blows we up we literally him see him blow up no like, you didn't no you didn't yes you Fast did no you didn't he's literally like upside down Jels, at him, like, no, 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 Jels, Jels, that was in Japan Jels, oh listen, sorry listen sorry. listen Fast and Furious. <laughs> Is the official gaslighter of the automotive like gas movie was lit all right? Yeah, it was lit Just, all over his face. <laughs> Gaslit? No, you didn't. He's not dead. Yeah. If if Han no, can come not. back, Jesse can come back. That's what I'm saying. Fuck it. At this like, point, Paul Walker we didn't can come see back. See Jesse die either. They just left him in the front lawn. True. Yeah, he could have been good. He's fine. He got shot like only what nine times out of fifty cent. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah, fine. He's good. He was at the Super he's Bowl. He's hanging upside down. <laughs> he owns vitamin water now, so, so he's doing great. Yeah. I thought Shaq owned vitamin water. I don't Shaq know. Shaq owned about everything. But um, I would say if you could, I, I remember I tried to make like a video about how to correct the Fast and Furious yeah, yeah. storyline. And it's like, you know what would be cool is if another movie came back or like a series or something like that, that played off a little bit of that like Fast Furious 1 Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift days just with like newer cars because I do still think like 
there's stories to be told in the automotive scene. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I, I like I don't know, like I don't Grand, know about Grand, that. Grand Turismo, the movie that's coming. I'm Are sure you it's excited gonna, for that? Yes. Oh, I forgot about I'm, that. I'm assuming it's going to uh, be mediocre. Right. Yeah, I, I know. I just, yeah. I'm in it. I understand it's probably going to be okay acting. Yeah. They've got two or three A-ish stars. But to stars. be fair, yeah, yeah. so was the first Fast and Furious. Yeah, exactly. So I'm happy it's that- It's not going to make a wave like that. No. No, but at least it's like showing the Simrig, you know, story, yeah, the yeah, Simrig yeah. story over into look, the real I see R35 ripping. That looked kind of sick. No, I'm excited for the new Gran Turismo movie. Um, but like, I mean, even some of the, the trailers, it's like, okay, this is pretty corny. Yeah. But- I, I I think it'll be cool. I think it's worth going and seeing, and I'm glad that Motorsports is getting another type of video. Yeah, yeah I think it'd be cool to to go and we should. I mean, there's other movies that came out that are also good. Like the Ford versus Ferrari movie was mm-hmm. really good. Rush the Need really for good. Speed movie honestly wasn't terrible. I, I liked never seen it. it. it was oh wait, good. maybe I seen part of it. I liked Aaron Paul in that movie. Yeah, I didn't think know, it was terrible. One of my favorite um, movies that's car related is Born to Race. That's a good I one too. I don't Born think it gets enough. It's a very. It's a it's an easy storyline. It's not over the top. It's kind of like Fast and Furious, where it's like corny, but yeah. you're, you can get by it because yeah. they did a good job selecting the cars and yeah, people like are the always, story was actually kind of like relatable. Like you know, yeah, yeah are, like my STI blew up. I had to go live with my dad, and then we had to rebuild it, and then yep. I had to go race a Mustang to save the city. Exactly. Basically, my life. Pretty much. That's like closer to most <laughs> scripts, though. Like that's more <laughs> realistic than half the shit that happens these days. Yeah, yeah. I think like. If there was a movie about a kid okay. that his parents owned a track okay. and the track was getting shut down because of urban development, okay. right? We're hitting all the things that are happening in the real world this right now. This is Cletus now, McFarlane. Right? Right Make yes. gas expensive. <laughs> right? Make gas expensive. Gas is going up. Yeah. Oh, EVs no. are coming oh, into oh, the market. Oh. They're shutting down in, uh, combustible engines in the What does he drive? Yeah, what does, what he, does drive? he drive? Uh, he drives a first-generation BRZ. He's got to okay. figure out how to all make right, the car okay. fast. Okay. Then, as a way for the family to shut down the track to give it one last huzzah, they're doing a race. And all of a sudden, all the big money from the EV uh, corporations are coming in to sponsor the event because they've loaded, they've rigged the game, and EV is going to win the track event. He shows up with his dad's BRZ that they built in the shop with their friends over time, comes back at the last minute to win the race. The grand pot of $100,000 saves the track and turns out that the way the EVs were going to kick out the combustible combustion engines was actually fraud, and the entire law in the legislation gets thrown out boom movie over and then credits roll he crashes and loses his memory of all of it and then and vin diesel shows up at the end to be continued (laughs) (laughs) to be that was was pretty good though that was a wild you thought of it for a while Listen, I'm just Elon saying. Musk is the evil guy. But exactly. then you can Everybody, also look at it like it's oh, really easy. Well, they were just going out and they just embezzled all the money to save the track. Exactly. That's Fuck fine. It. There you go. That's a Remember, weird way to look at it. The storyline just is a, a mild yeah, part yeah. of the actual yeah. movie. Care about the BRZs it's and be, fuck EVs. Yeah. That's the storyline. Cool tuner guys. His friends then, come over, make fun of his build, say it's yeah. a Subaru, it's gonna blow up, yeah, but they you, have cool you wanna, cars. Yeah, you wanna make I wanna be in this movie. Yeah, you wanna you wanna make it trendy, you call Cletus McFarlane, you have him show up for like a two minute cameo as he's working on the car. That would be cool. Cletus McFarlane helps him with like straight line speed. Then he's gotta start getting around corners. You bring in like a drifter, some well known drifter, you bring in like Chelsea to know for something nah, that starts yelling at people pack your shit in your trailer you know what I'm saying like <laughs> you make it culturally relevant and it would be a really good YouTube movie I say don't bring in those characters but don't make them be their yeah. real life because then it, it's gonna yeah. like have one of his friends be Cletus and then one of the guys he has to race at the track and beat is like Chelsea to know yeah like, but, he, like, but cool. he completely is not himself like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chelsea Denova's not wearing glasses. Yeah. His hair's like pulled a, back. He's like a fucking like he's three like yeah. driver. He drives like fucking IMSA cars or something like that. He's like super like you know stuck up about it. He makes fun of drifters and says they're not real track drivers. <laughs> that would be. Cool. I love it. I mean, How, when is this coming out? If we have a few three bucks, years. we can start recording. Like we I've just need a little bit of money. Yeah. All I've all I know is that like I feel there's definitely not a large. Uh, voice of the automotive industry. Mario. Great job, Mario. Um, it. If it was possible for you to mess up every podcast with some <laughs> sort of noise, how did you manage to accomplish that? If you're listening in, Mario's sitting there on his laptop trying to tell us how much time is left, and, and just he like chucks his phone and he just phone. chucks his phone on the camera. Now, he now he's like, moved the like camera, the tripod oh, that's no. about to fall over. Okay, all right. Thank he's you, telling Mario. us we've got a few minutes left. Listen, he's the I, official timekeeper. I think you could make an affordable. <laughs> 
like movie about cars. I think that's why people love yeah. Yeah, Pixar did so it. much. It, <laughs> What'd you say? Pixar did it. Cars. <laughs> like three times, actually. <laughs> There's a they even made one about planes. No, see, again, we're looping back. Is This would be like the car community would go insane. A hundred percent. It would be awesome. But that's a very small part yeah. of society. And you're the not going to make, you're really not going to make any tool. money. No, no, that's no you're the hard not. thing. They would do it just because it would be fun. It would be cool. You'd, really, have, you'd, have to, you'd have to dedicate like a whole year just to filming it. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. at, at least at a minimum, like a Sundance I festival. I could get it done movie. in a week. I just, you know, I just, it worries something like that. You know, then it's going to end up like the Machine Gun Kelly movie. And I, you don't need Who that. did that? The Machine Gun Kelly has a movie? Yeah. I think it's I really seen, didn't, bad. Didn't a YouTuber talk about it? A bunch of them did. Yeah. It, it was, it's really bad. Yeah. We don't want it to be really bad. No. Anyways, uh, so Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Where did it truly fall off? Okay. I feel like I know this. Okay. I feel like at five, mm-hmm. we were in trouble. Yeah. Five was like, that was a lot. Which one was five? Like Five, five was the, the gang getting back together. There was like, like what a... If, it was, was in Giselle. It was the it Brazil, was in Brazil one. They Dodge drove Chargers. the safe through the city. Mm, yeah. I, and, they got, Honestly, and they got away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then that reminds me. Four. I Four remember being all right. It's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. It wasn't. No, not really. It was not good. No, no it wasn't. I would say almost four, honestly. Like, this is where it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. I would just say that <clears throat> uh, Fast and Furious does have a problem with what seems to be Central Americans because they're always the bad guys. In Fast and Furious 4, <laughs> why did we have guy. to go out of the United States? Fast, Fast 5, bad guy. Fast and Furious 6, pretty sure same thing, bad guy. <laughs> Then they're like, what if the British were bad? Fast and Furious 7. They're like, what about Fast and Furious 8? What about that guy's brother? What if we made Charlize (laughs) Theron... A, a, we don't know what it oh. what she could be from. She bad guy now, bad guy. and then it's like every time there's a new badder guy, and then the last bad guy is now the good guy, which doesn't make any sense. How do all these bad guys become good guys for the next movie? Can we not take us? I'm backtracking a little bit just to appreciate though how Fast and Furious was able to make the third movie and remove every mainline character, mm-hmm. and then somehow. It turned out to be one of the best ones. Han carried What other that movie. movie series has ever done that? Replaced every main character, told yeah. a brand new story at very at the very end, include one of the characters. Right. But like otherwise, it was well, for just the most part. Story. It was a completely how? new. How did they do that? I don't know, but they and did it, and it was that's awesome. That's what they should have done everywhere. Like they should have made it where maybe in the United States you had the Paul Walker and yeah. and and that Vin crew. Diesel I did that, that crew. crew. Yeah. That would be sick. I Tokyo Drift had its own what do they call it? like okay, anthology like, or whatever where it's like it has its own series words. over there. Here's the thing. With the first three movies it was kind of like that. The only outlier is that Paul Walker was also in the second one. True. But the first one own crew, different side of the country. Second one, completely different crew yeah, you're right. in Florida. Yeah. Completely different vibe. Third one, entirely Japan. past <laughs> Japan. And that's, I think... They should have done the fourth one they, in, like, Europe or and something. all three of them were arguably really good. Yeah, and Independently. They, they could have yeah. focused on those car scenes and car And I, no one really cared if it went together or not. No. Yeah. I don't think there was a single person that, after watching Fast Five, they're like... Wow, I am so glad those two guys that argue with each other in the fourth movie are here for the fifth movie to provide comedic relief. Like, I don't think anybody's yeah. like, wow, I'm so happy Giselle is back from the fourth one. Yeah. No, like, they just like, oh, okay, well, here, here they are. The seventh one is where they could have cut it and it removed all the blow. And there. it would have been like, yep. listen, the movies are kind of weird. Paul Walker. We got his. We sent him off. He's good. Life is good. Done. Everything's resolved. And then the eighth one could have been we're back in Tokyo. They didn't need the eighth one. They didn't need the ninth one either. They didn't didn't need need the the tenth one. one. What is it going up to? Twelve? I think was it? They they announced that there's there's an three parts. Yeah. So it was like this was the the ten was like the first of the three. They can't end on thirteen. Oh, that was ten was the first. So twelve. Twelve. To be fair, let's let's okay. I feel like we should give it some credit. Let's say you're on the other end of the spectrum. All right, let's go. Tell me you wouldn't run and milk that motherfucker dry. <laughs> I feel if you like- were Justin Lin and you're like, and and Universal <laughs> came to you and said, "Listen, I will give you ten million dollars. Okay, all you gotta do, yeah, is make the same movie in a different area of the country. Can you do that for me? We will do everything for you. All you need to do is make sure that 
Dwayne the Rock Johnson doesn't punch Tyrese Gibson in the <laughs> fucking head because they hate each other. If you can do that, I'll give you 10 million bucks. I'd be like, all right, done. I want to know why like Tyrese and Han and all these guys made it. But I forget the guy's name from Tokyo Drift, the main character from Tokyo Drift. Why didn't he make it into like... He did. He was back. They they were all back in the, the I last I just one. didn't think he... Wa- I thought he okay. didn't want to, though. I didn't watch it. You watched the... There was like an interview. No, but like in the trailers, he is back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you see him okay. in the corner. But, no, also- he's, he's doing like... Isn't he in like NCIS now? Like yeah, NCIS, he has like a whole like different show. Louisiana, or like fucking like Bayou so NCIS he's or some an shit. undercover cop. Yeah, technically. He's replacing Paul Walker. I know. Mm. He's Brian. Mm-hmm. Well, they're trying to replace him. They tried in the eighth one. Didn't work very well. Like I said, I haven't seen him after the seventh one. In my mind, in my knowledge, everything ended after seven. All and right. It ended nice. Well, yeah. let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite and most fun times we've had <gasps> in a car. All right. Ready? And then stay for the end because we're going to be going over some of your guys' worst car stories. I'm excited for that. That's in the last segment. Deal. All right. So I think we've all had a a bit of experience in the automotive world, believe it or not. Um, We've done some good things. We've done some bad things. So I want to take a minute. (laughs) A couple things. To highlight some of our favorite moments, memories, experiences in the automotive scene and my idea behind that is so anyone listening hanging out with us today maybe they have a goal to do that thing try that thing go see that thing whatever um so guys what was what's the some of the most fun you've ever had with a car or oh, experienced mm. i know it's a big question it's a big question mm. I, I i go for and feel free to say multiple too because it's hard to put one at number one i think i think one of my favorite yeah i'll, I'll give multiple one of the ones that came to my head immediately was a couple years ago when we went down to Gatlinburg and that was my first time bringing one of my cars down there. I just finished up like the first rendition of like the RX-8, put a ton of work into that car, basically like worked on it from all winter into the spring, got it ready, did a shit ton of amount of stuff to it in a very short amount of time. And then to bring it all the way down to Tennessee, have it there, go drive it, meet with some of the people that like helped me like on social media with the thing and like just understanding that platform driving around seeing all the sites and everything like that and then just being there at the show and then like in the mountains and be like i did all this it's here and i'm having a freaking blast with it mm-hmm. uh, that was at the top one of the top of my list for absolutely me. and it, it was really cool too to see that journey with the rx8 mm-hmm. when you got it too yeah. I, you Worked on it in a <laughs> non-realistic way. It was like yeah. every yeah. day putting I, hours. I and specifically hours. remember it was it was so down to the wire on so much stuff. But one of the reasons because like, we were filming everything, we had like a schedule for like the videos to come out. But I specifically remember like bringing in two of my overfenders to work with me and wrapping them at my desk. I remember that because I like be we done. had we had to go finish it that night. I'm like, well, if I'm working all day. Like, I'm not at the house. Like, I, it's not going to be done. Like, it's going to take me, you know, a, a while to wrap these things. So, it's like, any time that I had, like, downtime at work, I'm, like, sitting there with a heat gun. Like, but, and what, like that. So, what like, was so cool about that was all the firsts. And yeah, to see yeah. that happen mm-hmm. real time. The first time you bagged one of your own cars. Yep. The first time why buying one of your own yep. cars. The first time wrapping. Like, that was so neat. And then I, I feel like you really got to show it off and, you know, look what I did right, at yeah. Gatlinburg. Yeah. Which, yeah, that, I can see how that would be. Yeah, that was that was huge. That was such a fun moment yeah sure that's super cool dakota me um mm, there's there's a lot so i'm trying to think which one i i think a lot of like the first were core memories for me so like the first time i took my st auto crossing Mm -hmm. i went there with no one i didn't know anyone one of my friends ended up showing up and he wasn't a big car guy but he wanted to support so shout out to jordan fritchie dude's a homie um he just wanted to check out what i was doing he was in the area uh, but I, I didn't know anything and I didn't know what to expect and I didn't know what I was doing. And dude, it sounds cliche and stuff, but everyone was so fucking nice. And this was a long time ago. This was before anything, you know, this was just, yeah. I was working at Walmart DC and a track day popped up and I was like, I, I really want to try that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had guys literally like, yo, come with me. Let's go walk the track together. I'm going to explain some stuff. I yeah. had people, yo, come hop in my car, go right. Dude, I've never talked to any of these people. <laughs> I didn't know men. You know, how, like some people, you know, from the car community, because yeah. like your friends on Facebook because of car groups or whatever. No, I literally never seen these people before in my life and they were all the nicest. And then I had a very similar interaction when I went to the drag strip with my ST for the first time. Again, we drove down to Focus Fest. Um, I was with me for that. So that was nice and a little more comfortable, but we were in a different state. And again, 
everyone like they seen me and like a lot of people are running more drag cars it was sure. an open night and then i have like this like somewhat stanced out a lot of cosmetic shit going on <laughs> they're like oh boy what is this fucking guy doing yeah. here you know and they could see me struggling you know like i i launch it i dump the clutch and i'm just wheel hopping <laughs> and i'm getting like a 15 second pass in my st and i had a few guys come up like Yo, no, no disrespect, but like, can we give you a few pointers? I was like, please, please. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm doing. Like, help. And they're so fucking nice and help. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think those are really core memories for me because it was times I was like super nervous to go do something. And then it turned out to be one of my favorite times I ever did something. Sure. Um, and then on the other spectrum, other side of that uh, car show, I would say memories kind of similar to Gels was um, in Wisconsin, we have what's called Automotion, mm -hmm. which is like the equivalent to... Gatlinburg in Wisconsin. Gatlinburg in Wisconsin. H2OI. Yeah. You know, it's Wisconsin's biggest car show yeah. in a sense. And it's like a bunch of car shows within a car show, too. Yeah, it's just but like a weekend of events. My yeah. favorite one of all time was Battle of the Imports. Sure. Um, and it, it's hosted at a restaurant and like the coolest tuners come yeah. there. And I brought my Evo 10 and I, I was like in the back of my mind, I was hoping I would get a trophy, but I knew I wouldn't. Um, but I did a bunch of stuff. I had like the engine bay all powder coated, yeah. slammed it, did some cosmetic stuff and they're announcing the trophies and they came to Mitsubishi and they're like third, uh, this person, second, this person. I was like, damn, okay, that's all right. Like those, th those builds are insane. And then they're like first place, best Mitsubishi Dakota stone. I, I remember <laughs> the feeling of like, what the fuck? Like, did they miss say it? Like, there's yeah. no way. Um, and then, uh, just that feeling of like all the hard work, you know, and like having something to show for mm -hmm. it. Not necessarily that I need the validation of other people, but you, you're lying if you, you say, you know, getting a trophy doesn't feel good. Um, so I, I think that's, and then winning a trophy at my uh, hometown show too in Beaver Dam. Yeah. That was a really cool one. Awesome. Super small show, but like one I grew up going to. Mm -hmm. So to get a trophy there was. Yeah. And it's like one of those things too, where I can imagine it's like, like you said, growing up going to, it's like, mm -hmm. oh man, it like got, got me into cars. Like yeah. I remember it from being young and stuff like that to be able to take home something from that when you're older. Yeah. I feel like it's super cool. A hundred percent. I would say like the a more recent one for me was getting the the 430 out on a track in Las Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah. banging gears. That was that really insane. that was a really cool feeling because out of all the cars I've ever owned, that's always been the one that I've I've wanted to try and like put it in a position where I could fall back in love with it because sure. it is such a pain in the butt. And when it did behave before it was overheating, um, <laughs> it was it was an incredible car yeah. to drive and and. I was able to drive it in the same exact way that I drove it on the sim rig. That you is know, so same, crazy to hear. Same braking zones, same turn-in speeds, same yeah. exit speeds, um, and and feeling like I was right at the limit with the car with only having, you know, it even had a misfiring issue at the time. And it was like, when we were running the times, I was running, you know, the same speed, if not faster track times than cars that were in the six to 800 class. Yeah. So it was that was a really cool feeling for me. And then I would say also like taking it back probably a little little bit more is there was a period of time where I had a, a an R8 and I remember for some reason or another I think it was because like Tony Stark from Iron Man had an R8 <laughs> and I just like loved the way the cars looked I had mm -hmm. no other reason for it um, and I actually took that car back to my hometown in Eau Claire and when you when I was coming into town my old high school is like right off of one of the main roads and I remember going up there with the car it was like a Saturday and I just parked. And I parked in the same exact spot that I used to park. I had a 3000 GTSL. I parked in the same exact spot and I took a picture from the same exact position as when I had the 3000 GT. And it was like, it was kind of cool to have that little like moment of, hey, six years ago or five years ago, you dreamed of having yeah. this car and now you have it. And to kind of have that moment. And it's not about like the car, the value or anything like that, but it's like when you achieve a dream that you've had, it's right. a really cool feeling. Yeah. And like there's been a few dreams that have been able to come become a reality that I do look back on. The Road America, driving on Road America is one of them. Doing my first drift day, you know, with gels, like that's always been a little bit of a dream just to experience and oh, do. your dream was to have a drift day with me? Not well, uh, I mean wait, why'd you say not? Oh no, I didn't. Oh. Gaslit. And uh <laughs> The you real know, dream is to drift with me. <laughs> There's some other things too that are that as are it super should be special, but I don't know. Like I think those are those are always the the good moments. It oh, definitely yeah. makes up for all the shit you got to put up with in the. No, those those are such like come back down to earth moments. They really are. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It, and it and it might sound silly. It might sound like a little like cheesy and stuff. But yeah, no, I I do take time to appreciate those moments too. That'll be, be times where I'm back in like park walls. I'm like, and I'll 
run Dude. by spots where I used to take photos all the time. Of, yeah, like, now that you say that, stuff. oh, that gave me goosebumps I know. because like um, there was a strip in Beaver Dam that we would all drive down. I think every city kind of has their like cruising. Yep. Right? <laughs> you have the turnaround spot. Ours was like the Taco Bell parking lot, whatever. But like um, I was going and visiting a friend down there and then driving the Supra through that yeah. strip where I used to always drive all my other cars. It, it feels weird. Like it, it, it's a, a, almost like nostalgic, but like to think back, like driving the car that I am now to the cars I were before mm-hmm. um, in the same area, same spot and be like, damn, like this is how far I've gotten. That's awesome. Yep. Um, and, and I think one thing though, too, like there, there's that, but uh, what I'm getting from a lot of the stories, not all of them, but a lot of them is take your car somewhere you've never taken it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you know, use it uh, and do something you've never done. Yeah, and it. yeah. it's okay if you're afraid. If you, I, I think if you feel afraid about something or nervous about something, it, it's a good sign. Actually, yeah. it doesn't. Um, it doesn't always work out either. I think that was one of the big mistakes I've always learned with my cars. Is there have been times where I've been like, oh, I'm not going to take it, or oh, I'm not going to drive it, or oh, I don't want to do it, and yep. it's like, okay, well, sometimes I've made the decision <laughs> to do it and it breaks, and I'm like, right. fuck, I should have never yeah. taken it, yeah. but. The times where that doesn't happen, oh, it's so good. It's such a, it's such an incredible experience. I mean, even last year at Gatlinburg, I wasn't able to drive the four thirty because we were running into overheating issues mm-hmm. and we were running into a fuel leak issue. And we like we just nailed really shitty luck that that yeah. year. Um, but then at Riverside, I was able to take it everywhere, and it was like there was a period of time where I think somebody was like, "Well, do you just want to ride with me to go around and and go to the falls and go to the hills and yeah. go to?" And I'm like. Oh, it'd be a lot easier. It'd be a lot more convenient. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to worry about it as much. Yeah, but I should drive it because I think the experience <laughs> so will be cool. And it's did. like, yeah. I did. And it was a freaking treat. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I think sometimes when you start getting close to that point of you almost overbuild your car, mm-hmm. like you're yep. you're getting really freaking yep. close, yep. Um, you have that conversation with yourself way more often. And Absolutely. a lot of times it's easier to say no than to say yes. Yeah. No, that was, that was a good t- Riverside too. We got, took the super and the I was gonna say, out there and we got some really cool photos together that was such a cool time that too. was one of my like core members who i was actually going to bring up um was driving the super in the mountains in chattanooga mm-hmm. dude I've, I've never done anything like that um last time when i was at gatlinburg i didn't bring a car uh super wasn't ready i, I got a nail in my tires and then my yeah. aftermarket wheels didn't show up in time um so i didn't bring anything to gatlinburg so i kind of missed out on that but i did rent a utv and we drove that around that was kind of <laughs> cool. uh, but no getting like i have never been so happy driving the super than in the mountains of mm-hmm. uh chattanooga it was so much fun. the car felt at home i wanted nothing more than to push the limits of the car while i was driving and i was mm-hmm. smiling from ear to ear the entire time so that was definitely a memory too like that like reignited my passion for the car and mm-hmm. like how much i enjoyed it and loved it. not that i was getting sick of it but it was just like i haven't been using it this entire time <laughs> yeah. i've been Shit. giving it the full potential yeah, yeah. 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 No, yeah, that's awesome. I'd say the other one that ranks up there too is when you and I went out to LA uh, for that continental trip. And they just trusted us. We literally like stayed at a hotel right across the the street from West Coast Customs. We got a whole tour of all that. Got to take a look at the crazy cars. At the end of it, they're like, all right, here's the keys to a brand new G82 M4. Uh, We're doing a scavenger hunt for the next two days all around LA and into Palm Springs. We'll see you there. Go do whatever you want. Go do whatever you want. And we had this car to just play with. And like literally just literally like our job was to go like sightsee L.A. in a brand new BMW like M4. It was so sick. On brand new Extreme Contact Sport 02s. And then we ended the whole trip with the most fucking insane track day of my entire life. Out in like the Thermal Club in Palm Springs. It was absolutely insane. Well, thermal, I guess. But yeah, there was insane like the places that we stopped i remember like we stopped in like the coachella valley on the way out there like with all like the windmills and stuff we're just like let's just we like we just gotta take some photos because like we and we just like went in to like some random dirt road like out in the middle like the desert and we just started snapping photos because it was just so incredible we just stayed out there for like i remember probably like an hour yeah and we're just like started to like take it all in like this is fucking nuts yep that was, that was a ton of fun. I think there's a lot of those, too. I mean, it kind of brings back to, like, the tire days. I mean, Michelin took me out to Le Mans this, this year, yeah, and that was... got to be just crazy. That was a whole... Like, I feel like there are events in your life, one that you get to kind of, like, look back and check mark off, you know, and that's, like, a mm-hmm. group of memories. And then you have the ones that are just, like, new, they're experiential, and then there are ones that I think, like, almost, like, broaden your 
your horizon, sure. you know, and kind of give you inspiration to go do more. Yeah. And the trip with Lamar, the trip to Ron Fellows, which was also another Michelin trip. Um, they were both times where I was like, I got out of it and I was like, there's so much more that I want to try and do and achieve and like Absolutely. grow and try like just, and being in those areas, you would have never expected it. I mean, I remember just getting behind the wheel of the Corvette at the Ron Fellows um, Speedway and learning for two days on how to drive that car. Those were like C8s, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, those are yeah. brand new C8s. And it's like that experience humbles you so much. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, you, you, learn you get to learn so much. And then when I was at Le Mans, it was kind of the same thing. Like even in like the content space, you know, I'm like making my shorts and making my videos and I'm like, I'm feeling okay about it. Like feeling kind of, you know, all right. But then you, you see all of these other people like worldwide content creators, worldwide videographers and personalities and drivers and racers and teams. And it's like, there's so much more that I can learn. (laughs) There's so much more that I could, that I could do. And it's, I think as long as it doesn't maybe overburden you in terms of like making you feel like you're not doing enough, putting yourself in positions that help you see that there there's more. bigger fish and that there's more out there is is a, a really empowering place to put yourself. Yeah, nice. 100%. And I think, too, um, you don't by any means need to go to Lama or go to no. L.A. or anything no. to have these type of experiences. No. I would say I, I want you guys to try this seriously. Go out to your local drift track and watch for a day. Even if you've never drifted, even if you're not even like super interested in drifting, but you enjoy cars, go to a drift day and watch it and just enjoy it. Talk to some of the people there. Look at some of the cars. Um, Go to your local racetrack, watch a race, get those experiences. Even if you're not like doing them, even if you're not like, you know, racing, it's okay. Go check it out. You will have a newfound respect for so much. You will learn so much. Um, And it's so neat. And it's, I promise all stuff you can do in your backyard. It's probably, you know, a couple hour drive at the most to go to mm-hmm. some of these things. Go do it. It's 1000% worth it. And who knows? It might inspire you to, you know, actually go do it. Maybe you go to the drift track. You're like, Damn, me. this is dope. <laughs> exactly. And you start. It drifting. literally changed everything. I literally got home, like posted the freaking FRS for sale and bought a 240. Yeah. There's, there's so much about that, though, that goes into just sometimes standing, like stepping out of your comfort zone. And I think that's always the hardest thing with being in the car scene because it's one of those spaces where I do sometimes think people don't want to step out. It's like scary. I did a I did a video when we went to Modest talking about like how you're probably ruining your car hobby because you're not getting out there, you're yep. not doing things, you're not you trying new things. You're you're only going to the things that you feel comfortable going yep. to. You're only hanging out with people as a group when you go to these places and it's like no, like go out there, yeah. go alone, go solo if you have to, be nervous, don't be comfortable. And <laughs> and on top of all of that, go talk to strangers and, and just give it your best shot. Like some of my most favorite memories of doing that is like Becca, my wife, is probably the best person to bring along with for, for things because she can make friends with literally everyone <laughs> and anyone at any time. And then when I go something alone, I'm like, Mm. she's like the extrovert I don't, part of you yeah it's like i don't i don't want to do this like i don't want to go talk to random strangers but then you know i had to learn after a while it's like no go out there and do the same thing so i started oh, yeah. to do that and now it's like we just we were just off this this uh in between part one and part two where chris forsberg posted a picture of his nissan zine he's got the new he's got avam wheels mm-hmm. on it and i literally shot him and brandon his like race manager a text and i'm like what size wheels are those i need to know yeah, yeah. and in two minutes I got a response back on what size wheels they were with offset. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good first, news. The first <laughs> time, yeah, the first time I talked to to Brandon, it was a very similar, it was a very similar story. I, like we randomly walked up to him at Irwindale yeah. and I was like, hi, uh, <laughs> Z interview content maybe, you know, and, and we pieced yeah. it together and now it's turned into this relationship. It would have never happened. If we didn't go over there and say, we're going to find somebody to talk to at the Forsberg booth yeah. to figure out if we can shoot some content with them. So, like, just get out there. Yeah, Try you it. never know who you're going to meet. It, it, that is one thing that I have learned. And and, not, and that goes for everything outside of yeah, cars. You too. don't know the connections. It, it it's insane. Either. The people that you meet just doing whatever. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And it's it's fun because most of those relationships, if they stay authentic, like they stay with you for mm-hmm. such a long period yeah. of time. Another one is like uh, Rival GTR brad and those guys like mm-hmm. i can't remember where i even ran into the dude but we just ran into each other made a connection and now no matter what we're up to <laughs> no matter what we're doing 
we're always chatting with each other. We're uh, always like in parallel lines of stuff that yeah. we're up to. And it's like, those, those are cool relationships and you, you don't get them if you don't try to get them. Yeah, absolutely. You got to put on a little bit of effort. A hundred percent. And it sounds like from the stories that we've told, if there is one to put an effort to get to know your tire guys, <laughs> dude, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Tire like, companies will hook you up. Well, it's like get, get with the guys that like have passion behind their brand. Yeah. Yeah. Like don't, don't, push all of your effort into building relationships with people that are just solely going for money because right. that's not right. like because all they're going to see you is, is is a dollar figure they're not going to see you as a human and tire companies have figured it out because most of them are fucking 120 years old <laughs> yeah, and they literally though they've had time to make yeah, their mistakes they've made the mistakes yeah. already where they're like listen we're going to make money regardless but it's really good if people like us mm -hmm. and like what we're making yeah, so if cool. we can be human we'll sell the tires, you know? And then I think a lot of these new wheel companies and new aero companies and a lot of these guys that are just coming out of the woodworks, you know, they're looking at influencers wrong. They're looking at the the automotive industry wrong because they are looking at it from a number perspective. Right. It's you, just a dollar. Yeah. Look at it from a human, you know, and you're good. Another one of my, I'm all over the place. Another <laughs> one of my core memories, I had to say it because I forgot how cool this was. It was at the BMW driving school, but uh, getting to drift the new oh, M4. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never drifted in my life. And this is a very loose term of drift. I wasn't really drift. Like they had a skid pad um, and we were just going in circles and it was so easy to break traction <laughs> on there. And yeah, just... It was like a polished like concrete. So like you, yeah, you just, just, it was slip. almost like an epoxy. And it, the car sideways. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the lightest feather of the throttle. Dude. But I cannot tell you the feeling because I liked it so much. Like I was, I couldn't believe I was able to get that car sideways, pick it up and, and hold the drift and go around in this huge circle. Yeah. Um, uh, Josh was there. He's a, one of the guys that works at Continental and a good friend. I was like, Josh, is there any way like we could go back and he's drift like, again? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, come with me. Let's go. <laughs> so then so there wasn't like a lot. He's like, all right, get in the cars. And they have instructors too there, yeah. which this was really cool was they had a radio in the car mm -hmm. and um, you didn't talk in the radio, but they would talk into it. So they'd watch you and they'd be like, bro, why are you feathering it? Just stay consistent. Stay yeah. con and they would give the best yeah. advice yeah. and it would literally fix you while you were driving. Dude, shout out to, I can't, I feel so bad. I, can't I know. But he was, I want that guy to just instruct like <laughs> daily things throughout my life because like he was like, like a grandfather figure that was like it was strict like don't fuck around no nonsense but like i'm gonna get you to do i'm gonna get you to drift this yeah. car if you listen to everything i say and he's like he's walking he's like, all right you're doing great a little more gas a little more gas he's like why don't you pop it into third for me all right now it's gonna be a little more squirrely in third you're gonna have a lot more torque with the lower rpm and like he's just walking you through the whole thing <laughs> they talk through it so good but yeah the, the core memory real quick is <laughs> I, so I do it. It was sick. I pull over real quick. Two guys hop in the, the car in the back seat. Yep. Yuri from the straight pipes comes running <laughs> over. He's like, wait, just just wait. And he like he already drove this car and he knew a lot about it. So he's like playing with the infotainment system, clicking a bunch of stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yep. Got it. Okay. Uh, he's like, go. And I'm like, all right. So two guys, they roll down the windows. They're hanging out, having fun. And he starts playing Who Let the Dogs Out <laughs> by the Baja Men. And I'm just getting this M4 sideways and just fucking ah, bah, 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 bah. And it was the coolest fucking It was feeling. the goofiest shit because yeah. I was re recording all this, like taking photos. And it's like, Who Let the Dogs It's like Dakota, Yuri, and then like a couple other guys that were there. They're all just like hanging out the window like a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, dude, we were having a blast. I was standing next to Josh and he's like, you guys are awesome. <laughs> So like, these are all people I never met before yeah. this event. And that's the core message. Go talk to people. Go ask some questions. Go say hi. Ask them about their car. What do they drive? Um, and I promise you'll have a good time 100%. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I think we're on to the third part. Yeah, we're going to be... I made an Instagram post. So if you're not following Martini Works on Instagram, make sure you do that. Because sometimes we get our podcast stuff from there. So like today yeah. I posted a story and I said, hey, tell us some of your worst car stories and none of us have literally looked at these. So no. we're going to pull them up I'm and excited. in the next segment, we're going to react to them or read them out loud and uh, give our take on them and see what's going on. I think that should be pretty Good. fun. Well, let's get into it. Yeah. I'll brush we? my teeth later. Okay. All right. Welcome back. I have another confession to make. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> we have no confession. No, just kidding. We have confessions, but the problem is I didn't realize on Instagram when you reply to a story, there's a character limit on yes, the box which is stupid yeah. because it says ask a question you think people didn't answer it in just one sentence so mm -hmm. i dm'd everyone that 
responded to it and i said please dm us here full story because it cuts off immediately so dakota lied to all of you so what we're gonna do is tell us your stories down below in the comment section if you have one of your worst car stories and we'll make sure to read them off in the next one because we go through the comments and check them out so if you have that do that otherwise dm us on ig i guess but comments help the video so if you want to do that you're supporting um so what we'll do is we'll talk about some of our worst car stories Uh uh and if anyone dms Uh me in the time they will throw their story in. So what? you good over there? Uh-huh. So I feel like Alex has a lot. He has some in his tooth, apparently, yeah. also, which no nope, doesn't make good sounds for the podcast. That's for <laughs> sure. Uh, I have a million terrible car oh, stories. Man. So yeah, I don't, don't don't bring up certain ones, otherwise people get angry. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't know what one you're referring to there, but <laughs> I mean, what freshly curbed TE thirty seven shattered yeah, multiple windshields on my ST. Oof. Um. I aired out, crimpled my fender on my Oof. SP, and it was the rear fender, so it's like you have to replace the whole yeah. chassis, not just replace the fender to get it out. And it I remember you were like this close to wide-bodying that thing at one point because yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, it ruined the car for me. Yeah, I had it all nice and clean and then aired out. One, and it, this is the worst part. I aired out on the setup a thousand times, mm-hmm. and when I aired out, it wasn't on something weird. It was in a garage with a perfectly level, brand-new garage floor, and just whatever. I don't know. Is the humidity, the dew point? Something, uh. something shifted my weight <laughs> i don't know what <laughs> crinked the fender yeah. is crinked a word it is now yeah cool. you made it one get out of here there's Where a fly the- dude <sighs> this segment's getting me all heated up because <laughs> there's one fly that is approximately six inches away from us at all times mm-hmm. i think there's a, a few that i brought up i also picked up a yeah Saturn. I'm, I'm trying to think of like a, a story in which it went poorly but the the audience hasn't heard yet i do have one okay kind of goes right into what we were talking about of like take the chance do the thing anyway sure. even if it doesn't work well i did that and my fucking car broke so <laughs> this was back when i had the Datsun 280z of course, it's, it always of course it's a Datsun story yeah so anyway heading to appleton oh, I know. for appleton takeover 20 I think it was 2016. Yes. And uh, I remember setting up the car for like an hour before we had left. I had the little plug-in air-conditioned fan because the car didn't have AC. It was pointed at back. It was mounted to like the roll cage that I had. Had a bunch of snacks, had water, had a radio system that was like a speaker on Bluetooth. Oh it was just pretty wild. Yeah, I, like, I'd set what this thing up where I'm like, this car is not that comfortable to drive for three hours, so I'm going to make it as comfortable as possible. Mm-hmm. We get about an hour into the drive. I'm feeling really, really good. We're in sixth gear or fifth gear. We're just kind of putzing around. It's like, and then all of a sudden, I'm hearing like this, like, and I'm hearing like this thing, and it sounds like it's moving, you know? And it doesn't sound like it's supposed to be moving. And I'm like, I think something's wrong. And I look at Becca, and as I say it, I hear, ding, 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 ding. and all of a sudden, the entire transmission just drops. Just, oh, my God. And the whole, like, the whole car locks down. And I just hear, and the fucking everything shooting out. There's smoke coming out of the tunnel well. And I'm like, oh, my, like, oh, my shit. How I'm far is this into the trip? This is 45 minutes into the trip. Oh, and the guys behind me see stuff come out from underneath the car. So you were, you weren't by Thorpe, were you? I was near Thorpe. I was Thorpe, near, Wisconsin. I was near the Thorpedo. Thorpedo. Yeah. If you guys, it's like if a you, town of like a hundred. Yeah. If you guys don't know, in Wisconsin, there's a city named Thorpe, and in Thorpe, there's a restaurant called the Thorpedo, Thorpedo, which is like the most, one of the most iconic, not very great restaurants. No, it's just okay. <laughs> Everybody knows. knows I didn't know that. I never in a million years guess that anyone would know (laughs) Thorpedos or the town Thorpe. We had land up north, which I I feel like is a very Wisconsin thing to say. (laughs) And that was in a super remote area, and the closest thing was like Thorpe, which was ten minutes away. You which got Thorpedo, town of a thousand people. <laughs> yeah. They have a McDonald's, they have Thorpedo, I'm having a car and show. that's it. Like, they don't even have like a Walmart no, or anything. No, no, no. no, no I'm no. going. How to th- the fuck has everyone been there? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's iconic. It's a right yeah. of passage. Not iconic. Because if you go west, <laughs> that is like the only option is you drive yeah. past okay. Thorpe. Yeah, between Wausau and Eau Claire, the only place to stop for gas really is. Thorpe. It's like a rundown shell gas station. Yeah. Anyway. So, anyway, so the car is not moving very well. Can't really get it into neutral. We can kind of get it moving, not too much. So everybody pulls off to the side. So when you mean like the transmission like fell out, 
I meant like, like the gearing fell okay, from okay. underneath. Okay, I thought you meant like the, the whole. whole oh, I I was visualizing <laughs> the entire transmission. <laughs> yeah, no, that entire thing shifted and the whole thing was fucked underneath. But no, it was like, it was still there. So okay. we push it and we got to push it down a hill over across the crossway and then back up because there's and to no grandma's house. We go because there's no restaurants. The there's no parking lots. All that's there is this place called like TNT Auto. I'm like, well, nice. we'll push the car okay. over there. Promising. See if maybe we can keep it there over I the mean, weekend. Like or maybe they'll work on it. It's like a yeah, Chevy yeah. Trans, right? Yeah. So I call them. They're like, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to work on it. But they're like, you, you feel free to keep the uh, keep the car there if you want to have it picked up oh, uh, that, on Monday. I was like, oh, that's sick. sweet Thanks, of them. TNT. Well, then Becca was like, well, we have triple A. Just have somebody come and pick up the car, take it back to Eau Claire, and then we can hop in somebody else's car, go to the, go to the event, and then come back. I'm like, okay, so sounds good. So we order a AAA, which takes two and a half hours. Oh, my God. We shouldn't God. have done it, but it takes two and a half hours. The guy shows up, old ass geezer man. Hey, hey, hey. And then he, <laughs> sees, your he sees us, which are young. It's like, oh, fuck, youthful, instead. Youthful, young <laughs> automotive enthusiasts. So, of course, he's got a chip on his shoulder about us. But as he's talking to us about this, he's trying to tell us all these things about the cars that he owns. And he's like, wow, so this is a Datsun. This is the coolest car. I used to have one of these back when I was a kid. We raced the Camaros with this. And oh, he's talking yeah. as he's like setting up the car to get Sounds pulled up cool. onto the onto the flatbed. And I'm like, hey, just so you know, the car's lowered, so please just be careful. Oh, no. Because oh, the front no. bumper's molded to the car. Oh, this my was God. back when it was plasti dipped brown. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, so please be careful. He's like, oh, yeah, I've done this a million times. I know these cars like the back of my hand. Oh, I've done, I've dealt with these cars since 1971. Oh, no. And he's yanking it up slowly. And I'm like, hey, man, I, I don't think it's going to make. He goes, you need to let me do my job. I know how to do this. I've done this for 37 years. I'm like, okay. He pulls it up onto the flatbed. As he's pulling it up, I'm like, sir, the bumper's hitting. He's like, no, it's not. Brings it up. All he hears the whole front bumper snaps off the car. Oh my Bends God. the whole thing forward. As it does that, the front <sighs> mount point starts to shift a little bit. So the whole thing shatters. I'm like, stop the car. Stop, stop, stop. And I look and I'm like, look at look at what you just did. You broke the front bumper. That's what we said we were. That's what <laughs> that's we said you were doing. You. We agreed that we were not going to do <laughs> well, that. I thought we were cool, Gary. God damn the it. Man, the man literally flipped and goes, well, this fucking piece of shit oh, was broken when I picked it up. No. Oh my God! You could, you could, Gary. Ask, no. You could ask Becca. You could ask Jordan Oliver, who was with us at the oh. time, and a bunch of. I mean, he just flipped a script and was like, "Oh, this piece of shit car. This is your guys's fault." Blah. Oh, and he starts God, fighting dude. with us, and his wife is in the fucking tow truck. What the too. fuck? Why? So then we're getting. <laughs> So then we're getting the angry, and then, and then she's like, I'm calling the police. You're harassing my husband. Oh, my God. This, this whole debacle starts going on. So we called I triple. didn't realize it went that deep. Yeah, so then he pushed Jordan Oliver. The tow truck what? driver pushed him. Jordan Oliver's mom was with us at the time, so she gets out of the car, about to deck this, like, 70-year-old <laughs> man the in the forehead. And then Becca called AAA, and they're like, okay, ma'am, please just have them release the vehicle. We'll get this taken care of. Literally drop the car back off. Shatters the rest of the bumper on pulling oh. the car off. And the reason why the Datsun 280Z, when it got painted, has a 240Z front bumper is because of that moment. Because wow. we didn't mold the car Fuck bumper that back on. <laughs> that is insane. That that's, was a good worst that's, car that's story. I knew I the got. transmission blew up on you. I didn't realize all of that yeah. afterwards. Yeah, That's, a that's crazy. That was a dickhead. Yeah. So fuck you, dude. I hope you're not in business. <laughs> Actually, you're at the age. Oh, no. Okay, let's... No, I hope no, 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 <laughs> no. you got any other ones? <laughs> I mean, nothing like getting into the fights with a tow truck driver or anything, but recently I was doing some stuff on the old 240, and with the 240, when I got the car, it came with a hydraulic e-brake. It's an inline hydro setup. It's an important part of this story. So the difference between like a standalone hydro and an inline hydro is that a standalone has like its own fluid reservoir, the brake booster that essentially is the hydro it all works with that it's a dual it goes to a dual caliper setup it's completely separate from the actual break of the system yeah, yeah. the mm -hmm. system that in the car an inline system basically is in line with the rear brake line of the car so it uses the stock caliper it uses the fluid that's in the car 
it just you know and it, when you use the brakes it just bypasses all of it because it does not pull all that sort of stuff well the guy that had it before me when they installed it they installed the lines backwards they, like hooked it up Oops. so like the inlet was an outlet i was an inlet so it never really worked and i didn't really care because i just used the cable e-brake anyway but i'm like you know it's in the car i was bored one day i'm like i'm gonna just switch it it's like yeah I'll just flip it around flip the flip it around yep it's never sure that shit <laughs> literally the i i take the wrench and I, I have like the nice like flare wrenches for like your brake line and stuff like that mm-hmm. i like push a little bit to loosen this thing and the whole fucking contraption of like Flash adapters controls. for it just shears <laughs> like like shears off they Damn. ruined Damn. brake <laughs> fluid starts like pouring out all over the inside of the car i can't get it to fucking stop i'm like what the hell just happened nothing is go- like i can't get this so i finally just like grab a pliers and just i'm like fuck it and i just kink the, the line like closed. I'm like, I'm going to have to fucking replace it anyway. I just can't get closed. Well, that just led down a rabbit hole for like the next two weeks of just fucking issues of trying to get this. Yeah. Sounds like, about right. Yeah. We're like at this point, like two weeks out from like the next drift event. I'm like, well, shit, because it's an inline system. I now have no rear brakes because if I put my <laughs> yeah. I use my foot, it's just going to shoot brake fluid into the car. Yeah. Like kind of neat though. Yeah, kind of neat. Cool. Little neat inside, you know, waterfall feature that you know was unwanted. Um, so I had to figure this out. So I was like, "Fucking a!" So I like went on Amazon because it's like just a cheap like fifty dollar like Amazon Hydro that was in it. Because I'm like, he had a plate built for it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just gonna get see if I can find the same one, so I don't have to like remount anything. Right. Did that. I went to GK Tech. They thankfully made like uh, a re- like. A braided line kit specifically for that kind of setup in the mm-hmm. car. So it was the right length. They had banjo bolt fittings. It was oh, really nice. Hell yes. That's but sick. dude, like, so I got all this stuff and I'm like, okay, should be should be pretty simple. And it and it, you know, working on jack stands and like in the heat and on the garage, like on your back and like brakes fluids. It was just such a messy dirt. My hands have never been that like disgusting mm-hmm. like with just like years of like grease and oil and tire and like dirt like there's i had to like take the junction box off in the back where it like splits to the calipers and dude that was just the worst it was so filthy like, like yeah the whole thing was yeah the whole thing was just a nightmare so like i finally you know spent like the weekend like getting it all back together once i got the parts and then the rear brakes were like completely locked up Sick. And like, so I'm like, well, fuck, I spent like $300 on all this shit and I can't still can't even drive the car. I'm fucked. Like, what's going on? And so I spent the like next week diagnosing that here to come to find out that the cheap $50 Amazon Hydro, the way that it's set, there's like a jam nut on it for like adjusting mm-hmm. the thing. Wouldn't let the handle for the master cylinder release all the way. So it was like pushed in just like that much. And, an, and it was enough Maybe. to block Perfect. off the fluid from coming back and releasing the calipers. That took me a week to figure out. God. So it was it was just a nightmare. Every day, just going out there, like scratching my head, banging my head against. You did the wall. end up drifting the car, though. I did end up drifting the car, and oh, I didn't use it. the hydro because it still doesn't really work. But so we the, got the cable. Okay, so sort of happy ending, but the hydro doesn't work. No, I mean it. It it slows it down, but it's it's not very effective. So That's it, a you taught me that though, like in drifting with the hydros. Fuck like, the hydro. Just use the cable. Use, if you have it, a cable e brake, just fucking use it. No, use the hydro. No, if it works right. No. It's, it's, it's actually break? very nice. No. And I would say no. What I was trying to say is, <laughs> with the low horsepower cars, you really have to use that. Uh, yeah, you speed with with what do you with like carefully. You know, yes. you kind of use it yeah, like yeah. it's your last health pot. Like you don't mm-hmm. want to just use it all willy nilly. Right. Because when you use it, you slow the fuck down so gosh darn yeah, when much. you have 200 horsepower, you can't really afford to slow I accidentally down. made a joke about that in my Instagram post today with Torque Motorsport where I was like all 180 base horsepower. And it, like people came out of the woodwork. They're it's like, like, it's 220. Actually, the GLD6 <laughs> came uh, with the d- dyno at 220. Oh, okay. Right. Idiot. I'll- I'm like, oh, Jesus. All right, Dakota. Some saints from the internet DM'd us the full story. So shout out to them. First Thank up, we have God. James H. Shout out to James all right. H. All right, with James what you got? Jimmy. Says, I love the podcast, guys. Thanks, James. Uh, I was re- just a little disclaimer. I have not read this at all. So I'm God. reading it here for the okay. first time. Okay. Um, read it with full senses. Oh, I was man. removing the spoiler from my Audi TT Roadster. To That's fit dangerous. The Bad larger idea. version from the Quattro Sport. Okay. It's on Martini Works, he says. 
So shout out to that. Um, I got the nuts off fine, but the bastard was glued on as well. I eventually got frustrated and took a pry bar to it and stuck a massive dent into the boot lid. It was such a pain to repair that I eventually got a replacement from a scrapyard for half the price of fixing the original. And even better, the new one already had the spoiler removed. Cars are a pain. Yeah. Damn. At first, I feel that. At first, I thought you were gonna say it was so much of a pain in the ass that I sold the car. Yeah. I thought that's where that was going. Donut <laughs> Donut has one of the best T-shirts where it just says "Cars are pain." Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like that's it's, so. It true. is accurate. Well, after they bought Subarus, they made that shit. Yeah. Just saying. But no, like it's funny. I did the same thing except when I was like 16. I was selling my PT Cruiser. I had the 3M stick-on hood scoop, and I didn't know how to get it off. <laughs> I didn't know just heating it up would pop it off. <laughs> so these people are coming to look at it, and I'm like. They're not going to fucking want this thing with a stick on hood scoop. Fucking stupid. Why'd I throw that on there? <laughs> so naturally you grab a flathead screwdriver and just start. Oh, no. Brian, story around the edge. Hit home a little bit. Oh, I got off. I got it off. But you got, you got off. I got off on it. Oh, that's that's fucking. Uh, <laughs> I got the hood scoop off and you could see the perfect outline <laughs> of my screwdriver going around the full edge. They bought the car. Hey, how about that? <laughs> They probably didn't notice it. So no, I feel the adhesive, and I feel that like desperation of I just need to get yep. this off. Do you remember? And, and not not to change, not to adjust the subject, but like, did you guys ever try to sell a car at the evening or at night? It's because it helped. I bought a it, car at evening oh, and night, and that idea. was my biggest mistake I've don't, ever done. That is the you biggest mistake do. you can ever Actually, make. By yeah, the way, guys, I did. just so I you know, the GTI at night. Yeah, don't buy <laughs> oh cars God. at night. Don't do it because if you do. You're definitely going to be missing yeah. out on something. Bad track record. Yeah, yeah, that's that's some straight up good ass life advice. Do not buy, buy a, car a car at night. night. Don't look at it at night. I know it seems like, oh, well, I'll just go to a well-lit park. No, just fucking nope. no. Just schedule time in the day. Make it gonna, work. You're not going to be laying on the ground looking at the trashed yeah. side skirts yeah. at the middle, you know, 10 o'clock at night. Don't do it in the rain. Six either. hours from home. All right. Clayton got back to us. Clayton says. 2017, maybe I took a last minute trip to Tennessee with a buddy to get my mind off a breakup. Well, damn. Sad. My 2000 Mercury Grand Marquis breaks down at a Kentucky gas station at like one in the morning. Ooh. It was making a noise earlier in the trip, but I can't remember what exactly it was. Uh, it was like a squealing, scraping noise. Anyway, someone else pulls in to get gas and I asked them, uh, can they give me a jump? But neither of us had cables. Hard to do a jump without a jumper cables. Always carry cables. I left mine in my other vehicle. I call a taxi to get me to a nearby Walmart because uh, they used to be 24 hours. Do you guys remember that? 24 Mm -hmm. hours? Same thing with the golden days, some would say. Uh, I was able to find someone else to get me back to the gas station because I told the taxi to wait for me. So I basically got a free ride. I called tow truck to help out, but they aren't able to get me going again. We get towed to a Midas and spend the night there in the lot but we don't sleep very much we spend nearly all day and i pay nearly 900 dollars to get my car fixed if i remember right the ac somehow killed the car so i got that removed and a replacement pulley put in it the cars ran like a champ ever since but i don't have ac it's one hell of a way to get over a breakup yeah sounds like <laughs> sounds like it made you everything got, you got Traded over it break up or a breakdown <laughs> damn joe's rapper over here well cool i'm glad we got in a few of your submissions again I don't know if there's a camera on me, but um, if you guys want to comment yours down below, we'll try to add yeah. some of these stories. Yeah. And I think they're fun to hear, fun to react to, and uh, they're a little bit relatable. Yeah. And you if know? you haven't had a chance yet, be sure to check out the Martini Works website. Yes, We've got new products getting added to it. And if you don't see something on there, just shoot yeah. us a message. Uh, you can either click the little announcement bar at the top, or you can just shoot us an email at uh, help at martiniworks.com. I think there's a nice little friendly little chatbot on there now, too. Yep. Yeah. We got a little chatbot on there because we're. Uh, a very lean team that's trying to do a lot, so we need the help of. Jills is the chat bot. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed this video. Don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for the support on the podcast. Yes. And if you didn't know, like we said before, it's over on Spotify. So if you want to give it a listen versus a watch next time, you are happy to do so. Bada bing, bada boom. Don't use pry tools on adhesive on <laughs> body panels, please. Don't do that. All right, don't talk to you later. Bye. Bye.